the high king of heaven, and he is your king forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're the reason we gather. You're the reason we can come from different parts of the state, different parts of the world in your name. You are the reason, Lord. And today we lay our lives down before you and you be our rabbi. You teach us your way. Yes, we are paying attention, Lord Jesus. Yes, you took the victory for us. And Lord, we are saying that we're laying down all the failures, all the hopelessness, all the lies, and taking hold of what you have taken for us. Hallelujah. In this moment, be glorified. Teach us your word. Teach us your ways. Empower us by your spirit. Let these words be life. Let them change us. Let us be transformed by the entrance of every word. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you all for joining. We are reading from uh, Mark 16, from verse 14 to 20. So here we are, Mark chapter 16, verse 14. Yes. All right. The Great Commission is the title of, of the verse. Okay. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Wow. Thank you. He said their hearts were dull, right? I want us to identify two things there. It depends on your translation, but the one Ladan just read talks about dull hearts and little faith, right? Yes. So he addressed those two things in their lives because they refused to believe all the people that literally saw Jesus after Jesus resurrected came to them and told them that they had seen Jesus. And the disciples who walked with Jesus, Jesus had told them he was going to rise from the dead. Um, Mark 16 verse 10, And Mary Magdalene went and brought the glad tidings to those who were with him, who now were mourning and weeping. That's the disciples. And when they heard them saying that he was alive and had appeared to them, they did not believe. After these things, he appeared to two of them in another manner as they were walking and going to a village. And they went and told the rest, but they did not believe him also. So people kept giving accounts of encountering Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. And the disciples didn't believe. So Jesus had to address the spirit that was causing unbelief in them. And he called it the dullness of heart and little faith. Go on and read the next verse, please. Ladan. Verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. Awesome. Next. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. So again, you see this majoring on belief. Jesus is hammering on the need for belief. Aside from his disciples believing, he needed them to preach a gospel that required belief in him. Because without believing him, then man is condemned. When man in the garden made an exchange with Satan, Satan took over. 
And Jesus Christ had to come in human flesh to redeem man. So if man does not believe in Jesus as his redeemer, then he is condemned with the one who is already condemned, Satan himself. There's this emphasis on belief and belief. And it was a hard thing for the apostles. I mean, for the, at this time, there were disciples. It was a hard thing for them to even operate in. Let alone going to preach and getting others to come into that belief. Like you need to believe to be able to do what Jesus was saying to do. Because when we begin to operate in belief, we are able to speak to others and draw them into that connection by the Spirit into belief. When we are ourselves believing, then we can have others around us engage with the results of our belief. As we proceed, you will see what the result of truly believing Jesus is about. So hang on there. Amen. Aladdin, continue, please. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Are you guys beginning to see what it means to believe? Jesus Christ is here in essence saying that the mark of a person who believes is this. In my name, you will cast out demons. You will speak in new tongues. This is the voice of Jesus speaking here. And for me, I begin to wonder whose gospel have we listened to? When the author of our faith is here saying that these are the marks and the signs that show that we believe. This is the proof that shows that we believe. By the time you see us casting out demons and speaking in new tongues, you'll be like, that is the person who believes. And the person operating in that belief is the one who is able to preach the gospel to those who have never heard about Jesus. And because you're operating in belief, you will find that they will also believe. Could it be that because we are not operating in belief, that is the reason why people don't believe in Jesus? Could it be that this whole gospel hinges on our belief? Could it be that we've walked with the Lord for so many years, but there is no sign that shows that we believe? Next verse, please. Verse 18. Yes. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Wow. These are still the signs of belief. So I would want to check myself at this point, right? Is my life manifesting these signs? Because Jesus Christ is saying that this is what will show that we believe. Next verse, please. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Wow. You know, Mark was there when all of this was taking place. He heard this command from Jesus Christ, and then he said Jesus Christ was taken and seated now at the right hand of the Father. How did Mark know? Can somebody please answer that question? Please, guys. He saw the Spirit. Yes! Hallelujah! Good job. <laughs> what did she say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. She said he saw in the spirit, he saw mm. Jesus ascend and sit at the right hand of God. In the spirit. Oh. 
And yet we have believed a gospel that we cannot see God. Yet Mark is here seeing the Son of God ascending and sitting at the right hand of God. And Mark is telling us that that was God I saw. So if this has not been preached to you all along, could it be that the spirit behind those who have said that we cannot see God, could it be that that spirit has operated in our lives all these years? Could it be that we're more comfortable believing that we cannot see God than to actually believe that we can't see him? I feel like sometimes we get to, um, we overthink it. And uh, for um, a long time, I think I would do that. Um, and I feel like God just wants us to ask them. Like, yes. for instance, when I was looking for those, those pair of shoes that... And I said, Lord, can just can you please tell me where they're at? I need to I need to mail them out. And all I did was ask them. And then I had a dream about them that night where they were at. So wow. I feel like we overthink the things. And then so today my stomach was hurting, right? For some reason it just started hurting badly. And I thought about that and I go, and I just prayed over it and then it went away. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he just, it's simple. Just ask them. Just ask. <laughs> get in my own way a lot. I need to get out of my own way and just sit back and get into the flow of God and life. You know? Wow. That's my problem. I'm in my own way too much. Yeah. It's a dullness of heart. And Jesus Christ spoke about it. And I'm going to read it. Guys, I read a lot of scripture because I want us to see it in scripture. You know, sometimes I'm like, God, I don't have to read this. But I know that most times people won't go back and read it. So I'm just going to read it. I want you guys to see that Jesus addressed this issue. There is a spirit of dullness that is in the body of Christ. Hey, that, Nadia? Yes. I have a quick question. I think people uh, a little bit before, when you, before you started talking about this, was that about seeing God. I think people don't don't think that we can see God because of the scriptures, and it says, you know, no man can see God. But then there are other areas that we talked in previous Bible studies where people did see God. So it's, yes. it's, it could be a bit of contradictory, but, you know, God is not a God of confusion. So what do you tell people when they say you can't see God and they go toward that one scripture? I have an answer. Okay. I have an answer. Every one of us are children of God and we can operate with God to the level of our belief. And God is so amazing that the Bible is not filled with one man's story. There's everybody. If Isaiah was to talk with the person who said, you can't see God, they'll be like, you can't see God. Isaiah will be like, no, 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 no. I saw the Lord and the train of his robe filled the temple. And if Ezekiel shows yeah. up, Isaiah will be like, Ezekiel, have you seen God? Ezekiel will be like, oh yeah. In Ezekiel 1, you know, when Isaiah will say, oh, I wrote that story about my encounter with God in, in the sixth chapter. Go read about my encounter. You know, and then Ezekiel will be like, oh, I started off in the very beginning. In chapter 1, I saw God. <laughs> and then Moses will show up. Oh, Moses was like, wait, wait, wait. I used to hang out with God. I even took Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and 70 people. And guess what? We even ate with God. And Isaiah would be like, oh, I did 
remember that it said, uh, no man sees God and lives. I think it was out of fear, you know, of the awesomeness of God. And, you know, their understanding was that God was so awesome that you couldn't see him and live. I don't think that was the, intent, the desire that God had for us. That is awesome. And that's what has been taught. But that is not the truth. Because you can see God's face. And I'm going to talk about it in my next book. I always believe my first encounters, I wouldn't see God. Because I believe that you can't see God. And every time I will have those encounters, I would strain my eyes and it's always light, light. Because my belief system blocked me. Belief is everything. But then one day I got fed up. I said, God, what child does not see their father? Amen. And I was in tears. I was in a big gathering and I was so desperate. Just a holy desperation came upon my life. And that day I beheld my daddy. Like I, I saw father and it has changed my life forever. I saw his face. I saw his features. I saw the fire from his eyes burn me. I saw his nostrils. And every time I'm worshiping it, that is the picture I keep before my face. His entire presence was over the mountain. He covered the mountain with his glory. He was walking in all this glory. I was undone. I thought I was going to die. And I was ready. I was ready to die because you get to that point of brokenness and desperation that you're like, God, you just want him so desperately. Like, what am I holding on to life so much that will hinder me to press him? And for me, that is what it means to die before seeing him. You die of self. You die of the desire to hold on to earth. You die of every incumbrances. You're like, what I am entering in. I am going through that veil and I'm beholding you, daddy. And if I perish, I perish. And that was what happened. At that point, I was like, I don't care. What is it? How can I be your daughter and I can't see you? And I, I saw this in scriptures over and over. All these people having encounters with God. John describes how he looks. Ezekiel describes how he looks. They all saw the Lord. That is what I want. I'm not going to settle for another person's version. So who are we choosing to believe? Because these apostles, they hung out with Jesus. Yeah. They were trained by Jesus himself. Jesus didn't say, hey, you that Pharisee, you that learned man of the law, come and teach my disciples. No, he taught them by himself. They were equipped by him. He told them he was going to rise again. After three days, he told them, in fact, these people were so trained by Jesus that Jesus would say a parable to them so that the other people will not understand. They were well trained. They knew Jesus. And then the third day happens when you would think that they should be expecting Jesus. They chose to believe a lie because according to their mindset, nobody dies and comes back to life. But you've seen the same Jesus raise people from the dead. What is your problem? If it's not a spirit of tallness of heart. Mm. Having little faith. There is that spirit that is operating in 
the people of God so that no matter how we read the scriptures, we choose not to believe. And God knows I can't sit here and not tell you guys, even though it took me a long time before I would express it to people, but you can't see God. You know, when people put all these pictures describing God and showing him with all this skin color and all that, I'm like, you don't even know that's not how he looks. He's made of precious gems. He is just glorious to behold. He is spirit. He is magnificent. And that would change your entire belief system. Remember when Stephen was about to die, he saw Jesus sitting at the right hand of God too. I believe till today that some of our brethren that are killed in the Middle East are able to behold that glory. And that is what pushes them through in the point of death. And I believe that when the body of Christ begins to behold daddy, it's a totally different, it's one thing to experience and to see is a different thing to just hear alone. You know, we'd be trained in the body of Christ to hear the voice of God. He either to hear it from within our hearts or audibly. But we've not been trained that we need to see God. A voice can be deceptive. Many people have heard the voice of the devil because the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. Yes, you can hear a word and think is God, but you cannot dispute the fact that that is God when you see him. Like there's no, nobody can take that away from you. Mm. An experience with father is everything. I don't know the highest theologian can come and say whatever, but I know what I've seen. And that's the basis of what we're doing today. <laughs> you know, the basis of this whole ministry is having that face-to-face -face encounter with the Father because we all need it. In the times ahead, we don't know how the times are going to progress, but it is needful in this day. And so let us begin to make wise decisions, begin to debunk all these belief systems. Always find in Scripture, don't just go for the parts that are easy to, to relax into. Press in for the gold. Press in for the price. If a human being has done it, has beheld daddy, press in. Because it's your portion. A human being has gotten hold of it. Why not you? I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But... You know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. 
So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.